Welcome back. This is still the Bookish with Amos podcast and last week we started a conversation about setting book slash reading goals and we touched on the importance of setting these goals and today we are going to delve into how to do it and I shared a story of how I had 200 books set as my goal last year. I was ready. I had a plan. So it was a fail proof because I did not hit my goal and I'm beginning to see some of those things that I did not do right. So at first when I started, I would do reviews, send them out to different people. I would share what I was learning from the book. New ideologies that we're what thinking about. Even things I found interesting. Sometimes they would ask me questions if they had any. This was me being accountable. Even though it wasn't official or anything like that. After a few weeks, someone whose opinion I respect sends me a message saying, "Your series have become my mini book podcast. You should start one." So I thought to myself, "That's it." But the downside was I was no longer personally accountable. You know, you know how it goes. That was the bird. of bookish dreamers because I've had to chat over time I just need that that and so today this minute and the second I am truly grateful for people who encourage you on your path thank you and for everyone listening I hope you're surrounded by such people we are going to continue this conversation where we left off something called pleasure reading. Yes, there is. Okay, I don't know if you engage in that sometimes. You you can simply just read for the fun of it. Yes. I I encourage a lot of pleasure reading for people who are just uh getting to start to develop the habit of reading because one of the things that will do is that it will affect your mindset approach to reading. So you now begin to attach fun. You now begin to attach pleasure to reading and any goal that is attached to pleasure the likelihood of achieving that goal is very high but when there yes. is no pleasure the likelihood is very low so it is very good that you attach uh that that's why you realize that every time maybe in a month where you most of the books you're reading are fiction story book you will read so much i re- i remember the day i read this book uh what's the name by Franklin Rivers i wish know. i can remember the name sorry Is it redeeming, redeeming love? love. Redeeming love. Okay. I read Redeeming Love from I think 8 p.m. till about 3 a.m. non-stop and I finished it. Yes. Wow. I read it through and guess what? I was not sitting down on my table. I was lying down on my bed. So, wow. you, you hear people say if you want to read it on because of the pleasure I was deriving from that book. I just kept reading, reading and then By the time I was turning the last page I looked at time it was on 3:30 a.m. also and I'm like wow. So you get so I encourage a lot of pleasure reading. This is why for little children we expose them to reading story books. It's for them to begin to desire the 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 joy, the fun of reading. I have a little sister who is greatly learning uh cultivating the habit of reading. She has been exposed to story book from the age of 2. and then she reads currently she's 10 and then 
I can see that desire for reading. She's picking story books. She's picking books to read. It is very good. Before you know it, that habit will begin to translate to her reading books for personal development. So yes, pleasure reading. I encourage it a lot. And in fact, there's something about reading that it helps relax your mind. There are times I'm very tired, and but I'm so restless because of I'm so tired and I cannot immediately sleep. One of the things I do, I just try to pick up a book and read. Sometime in reading that book, I drift up into sleeping. It's very good. And I, in fact, I read recently or that uh, reading improves your sleeping habits because scientifically, they, 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 that's, that's how they explained it, that reading improves your sleeping habits. When you read, that's why it's encouraged to do this um, late night, bedtime reading it has a way of setting your mind gradually, relaxing your mind, and you just find yourself coming out of the whole many distractions of the day, the wandering thoughts. Your mind begins to settle on a thought, and gradually you fall asleep. Very beautiful. So I love pleasure reading. I encourage pleasure reading. I I, I factor pleasure reading into my uh, goal. So I can have my major goal for the month is to read two books for the month, but beside those two books trust me you can have like three books that are pleasure for pleasure reading that i'll read in the course of the month and it also still helps me because from those books too i also get to learn quite a number of things and it depends what you call pleasure reading in might not necessarily be a fictional book there are certain books for me maybe reading them for the second time going through some very funny uh pages or some very funny uh statement that i made in the book from both non-fiction book it helps me a lot i just go through them and refresh my mind on what the concept are. and for me it's pleasure reading so it depends on what is pleasure for you non-fiction fiction story books whatever it is it's also very important very good too i have to bring that up because for someone who might be listening they might think why is this so serious no, 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 no. <laughs> yes, pleasure reading because it can get anyone started, especially kids on their journey. Yes, of yes. so by the time that is built in them, they begin to enjoy it on their own. They just find yes. it something they can do easily. So yeah, pleasure reading totally. And what is pleasure to people, like you said, is different for most people. For me, I would find a James Dobson. <laughs> yes. Even though some might find it very scientific or, you know, <laughs> that, that for me. And for some others, it's science. They find that pleasure. So whatever works sure. for you, read what you like until you sure. just love reading. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's very important to bring that up. How do you set reading goals? Can you give us a step-by-step -step approach on how to set reading goals? All right, let's come down to practical. How do I set reading goal? How can you also set your reading goal? Number one, I define an area of need. I define an area of knowledge gap. So I ask myself, what are the areas? Because one of the major reasons for my why I read is personal development. So when I identify an area where there is a gap, one area I need to develop myself in, I tend to uh, build my goal in that direction align my goal to that direction so that i'll be able to bridge that gap in knowledge so that's one of the first thing i do i conduct a needs assessment so you can do a personal needs assessment for yourself what are things i know what are things i don't know what are things i've not mastered what are things it might be in your career field what are things i need to know in my career you might be in the field of marketing you might be in the field of education whatever it is just identify 
the area of need and then align your goals to that and then also after you've done that you can now say okay when am i going to read because goal setting is all about planning so you're specific i want to read books to develop my personal relationship to develop my relationship skills so i need books like how to win friends how to win friends and influence people i get quite a number of those kind of books and then i can set it depending on the number of pages so i look at the number of pages too for each of those books so if i realize that they are quite bulky I tell myself oh, i'm going to read two books so i write it as a goal i'm going to read two books to develop my personal relationship skills in the month of february and i write the title of the books number one i'm going to read how to win friends and influence people number two i'm going to read why you act the way you do to understand human temperament when i pick those two books i now go into planning when am i going to read because we need to be specific about those things if you just say you're going to read when until you create that time until you block that time for reading the chances that you're going to read will be so slim especially if you're a very busy person so one of the things i do when i talk to busy people is to tell them what's your identify your write down your schedule for the day write down your activities for the day in writing it down one of the things you will discover is that you will be able to find time time windows in your daily activity i do this for people who are in my accountability who i run accountability with and i say write down your activity give me the the outline of your daily activity from doing that for some of them we realize that there's a window there's a free window during the uh, early hours of the day and that free window can we can block an hour we can block 45 minutes in that window time for them to commit to reading for other people we realize maybe if i'm dealing with um, a mom who has toddlers we realize that oh she has a window for 10 p.m that's when she can read because in the morning she wakes up to take the children to school and her mornings are so busy i've worked with someone before where the window we were able to get for her was 11 a.m because at that time the kids have gone to school she has had a bath she's just relaxing that was a good window so she commits to reading around 11 a.m so you want to be able to find out what time of your day so you don't just it's not it's not just open ended oh i'm going to read today when find that time in your day and fix that reading period and then another thing that could in that uh, process make it a daily habit not something you just do once in a week make it a daily habit so your monday to friday find the uh, free window time that you can put your reading uh, schedule and then the next thing get into action having done all the plan and one of the things that help a lot of people in getting into action is if especially if you're someone who lack so much discipline in that field get accountable you can have a friend that becomes your accountability partner and just don't make don't don't make it a friend who will just laugh and pet you no make it a friend that both of you are committed to that process of accountability that process of personal development and then you can become accountable to each other just so that you stay committed and stay uh consistent to the process so for me that's how it works so how to set reading goals you mentioned finding an area of need that is conducting a needs assessment where you yes. discover what in particular you're trying to achieve what are the gaps you're currently having in your life that you think you yes. need to work on and develop 
And so that yes. could determine how you're going to set those goals. And also in your yes. needs assessment, you need to look at your time. How busy are you? What windows do you have during the day that you can fix in your reading schedule? Yes. And then plan that time. Do not do it in your mind. Plan it. <laughs> and then also make it a daily habit. Just to add a little bit, a bit to okay. that. When it comes to um, writing down your daily schedule, trust me, I've done this thing countless time with uh, students and busy people. Every time you write down your daily activities, you will always find a window of time that you are not using properly or that can be rechanneled for more purposeful things. So, mm. because it's easy for a lot of people to just say, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. When you now tell them, okay, sit down, write everything you do from when you wake up. Give account of your 24 hours. I've done these things with students who tell me, uh, maybe I'm very busy, school, fellowship, this, this. And by the time we sit down, we're able to get nothing less than four or five hours of unaccounted time. And even for busy people, for instance, someone tells me, I, go to, I have a, a nine to 10 job. And then you go to work 9 a.m. And then you come back by 5 p.m. In all honesty, that's just about how many hours? That's nine hours. Then take away nine hours from 24 hours. You have how many hours? Please help me. Help my mathematics. Take nine hours from 24 hours. How many no, hours do we 15 hours. So yes. from that 13, you take medically, they'll tell you, okay, six to eight hours, right? Then you do six hours. Take six hours from 13 hours. You still have about seven hours. Okay, you're going to cook, you're going to do this, you're going to you still have seven hours. So in all of those seven hours, we're talking, we're not talking about giving 10 hours to reading. We're saying just giving one hour, 45 minutes to one hour. You'll be amazed at how much you'll be able to cover by just giving 45 to one hour. So by the time you break this down, you realize that wait, you're just telling yourself you're busy, you're busy. If you actually check. There was time that you were not using to do something. If you check the time you stay on social media for as busy and busy as busy as we complain, you realize, just do a do personally for yourself and estimate. I used to do it. Uh, I, I, there was a time I did. I think I did it on Instagram. I don't know if I could do it on WhatsApp. And I put a timer to the number of, to the amount of time I could stay on that platform. And I put it at two hours. That once it's two hours, the app should not respond. Every time, once it's two hours, I'll be like, wait, so I've been on this app for two hours. So I was investing two hours on Instagram. I'm not, not that I was following a, a live program, just strolling on Instagram. So every time you, you, you become accountable for your time, your 24 hours, you would always find at least two to three hours that you're not using maximally. And when you find those hours, you can now block those time and commit them to personal development and commit them to reading. This thing has helped a lot of people. I've used this strategy for a lot of people and without fail, they always tell me, goodness, finally, I can get about 30 minutes, I can 40 minutes. And if you commit to the discipline, trust me, you'll be amazed. So this works for me every time when I want to set go. So this means do not just on a surface level say you are so busy, you do not have any yeah, time. Yeah. Sit yeah. down to analyze how you are spending yeah. the 24 hours and so you can find time that you're not producing maximally and then shut down that time for your reading. Yeah. And so that, that was 15 hours, not 13. It's, it's even so, more. Yeah, actually. 
And certain that time on Instagram was a great help because you don't realize you go yes. there trying to do just one thing and then one thing leads to another, to another, to another and you're just there all day and then you find yes. out that you just wasted time. So that time is definitely a good one. So what, what are the other methods you use with your members in the accountability circle to help them, to get them started on their reading journey or building a consistent reading habit? Okay. One of the things I also try to establish with them at the beginning is to try to define or measure their reading speed. Because when I'm able to do that at the beginning of the partnership, I'm able to define their reading speed. I can now look into their reading goals. So someone says, I want to read four books in a week. And you go through the reading speed tests. And then I realized that, okay, for your based on your reading speed, you will not be able to cover so much in particular number of minutes or the number of hours you read in a day. I can now use that information to factor into your planning, into their plan. Okay, based on your reading speed, you're not someone, not just reading speed, reading and comprehension speed. There's comprehension rate and reading speed. So mm -hmm. the comprehension rate, there are people who are able to comprehend very fast. If you're not able to comprehend very far, you realize that you might be reading a line two to three times. It's good because the goal is that you're able to understand, not that you're reading. So there's no it's it, there's no competition. You just know your level. You just know your state and continue from there. So if my comprehension rate is not so high, I'll stay with what it is as I continue to build it. Because the more you read, the more you commit to it, the more your comprehension rate will also increase. And then your reading speed will also increase. But you want to identify where you're starting from. So these are some of the basic things we all the initial things we start with and then uh we get into the partnership that partnership or accountability partnership is where they become accountable at the beginning i've worked with people who i uh, have to put uh calls to them reminder daily reminder like every day i worked with someone who i call 5 a.m every day so 5 a.m every day he gets a call from me because that's the prompt he needs he told me i need that prompt so the moment I see your call in the morning, I'm up to it. There are people who they are always online, especially I identify the platform where I can easily find them. So I have a client who she's always on Instagram. So she gets my prompts on Instagram. Once she gets the prompt, she knows, okay, it's time to read. And there's already an established time from going through their daily uh, schedule that, okay, this time is should we've blocked this time for reading. So once it's five minutes to that time or that time, I send a prompt it as a call, a message, and as that reminder, you pick up your book to read. And then lastly, at the end of the month or whatever works, we now come into discussion where we get to discuss. Because I realized one of the things that I encourage people to read, it, 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 it's a good motivation, is where we have an avenue to share what we are learning, to share the insights we're gaining. And it just, so when people begin to share, they're like, oh, I did not even know I understood this much on the book. And they are motivated, like, wow, I understand it's better. Because in, in talking, they get to even understand more and they are more motivated to read. So that platform for discussion, book discussions, one-on-one, -on -one, I, I, I've i been doing one-on-one. -on -one. I intend to build a system where we have more um, group discussion. But for now, I do one-on-one -on -one for what is convenient the time that is convenient both for myself and my accountability partners so how can anyone who's listening join your accountability circle or oh, anyone listening can just uh send me a dm on instagram insights with goodness can send a dm and then we'll work around the partnership it's not yet 
open like open to the public so i work with people one-on-one -on -one and based on quality of time based on their commitment also we get to with its partnership we get into partnership that can be profitable to both parties so that how it works so anyone who is interested in uh being part of my accountability partnership can reach out to me oh thank you thank you so so much we've had the most impactful conversation just talking about setting book goals and reading goals and how it can be done thank you so much once again for joining us thank on you so much thank you thank you for having me i really really enjoyed my time here thank you for, for being such a wonderful host thank you <laughs> thank you do you have any advice for people who are just getting started on their book journey yeah so for anyone who is listening to this right now i like to tell you that whatever level you are right now in your reading journey don't get discouraged uh you may not have been exposed to environment where people love to read but you can start habit is something that you can start building any day you begin to commit to it and one of the things i also i like to share my personal belief that motivates me to read and that is mental transformation is the shortest route to success mental transformation that you can become anything and anyone you want to be if only you can commit to the process of seeking and applying the right knowledge and this knowledge trust me they are not hidden they are everywhere but they're just looking for people who will seek to apply them so formation or personal development can help you to become anything you want to be and reading is one of the surest where you can get on that path so don't get discouraged about where you are right now don't get discouraged about your reading habits your reading pattern right now you can grow from where you are even if it means reading 10 10 minutes if it means reading 15 minutes every day the most important thing is to make it consistent it's not the length it's the consistency just commit to consistent learning consistent personal development through reading and you'll be amazed at the end of 2023 what your life will look like you'll look at your library and discover that oh I thought I would not be able to read, but I've been able to read at least five books. I've been able to read 10 books. I've been able to read 12 books. That's a good place to start. That's a good place to start. And at the end of the day, we all will be happy at the outcome of our lives. There you have it. Start from where you are. Based on all that we have discussed in this episode on how to plan or create reading goals and then start from there, decide, okay, I have this window today and I'm just going to read for 15 minutes stick with it regardless of how tough it might be at first but then when you start begin to find pleasure in it and from there you can continue to build a consistent reading habit and that's a wrap thank you so much for joining us on this episode i hope you learned a lot of things especially the practicality of how to set goals and what to take into consideration when setting your goals so you're looking beyond quantity to aligning your book goals to a bigger purpose you want to do an assessment of what you spend your time doing and where you have time windows for your reading you also want to ascertain that the books you intend to read are available depending on whether you prefer e-copies or hard copies you also want to check that was a big one i definitely didn't do that <laughs> you know check and i see how that makes sense now 
that I think about it. Books are of varying sizes. And so when you do that test run, you're able to almost accurately gauge how long it will take you to finish a book, depending on your schedule. So this is what we are telling you today, that it is possible, whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you do, this knowledge that we have shared here today is applicable to anyone at all. I hope that from here on, you're able to set smart reading goals. That is, your goals are not merely specific, but you're measurable. They are attainable, realistic, and also time-bound. Take back, yes, your reading joy. Take back your reading drive or get started if you're new to this whole concept of reading or try to help your kids get in the flow. You know, we love to hear your feedbacks. So just send them in on Instagram. Oh yeah, we now have a Twitter account so you can leave your comments there as well now. Bookish Amos. All right, and feel free to send an email if you have any questions, you want to recommend a book for review or recommend a person to be interviewed. All right, so just send them in. It's going to be an exciting month. We have a lot of exciting conversations planned for this year. Just trust me on this. All right, so you want to subscribe if you haven't yet so that you can get notifications as soon as we have new episodes. A big shout out to Just Steven. Thank you so much for putting in the work for this episode. Thank you. Until next week, Wednesday at 6.30 a.m. Stay awesome. Yes, yes, really. Really. Yes. Yes.